Uh, I'm going to savor every minute of this, Brady. <laughs> and even though the Patriots are no longer playing, they are still providing us with plenty to talk about. So never uninteresting, these Patriots. Yeah, let's let's just go right there and let's just kind of continue on the conversation we were having before you came on. The big meeting between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, and there's going to be changes for the Pats, specifically to the offensive coaching structure. We heard a lot all year about Bill O'Brien potentially, now Cliff Kingsbury's name being bandied about. What are you hearing kind of about the future of the offensive brain trust? Well, it's going to be a coordinator, Brady. That's the big thing to me off of Thursday night's surprise statement from the New England Patriots saying not only are we working towards an extension with Gerard Mayo, which is flabbergasting enough that they're in contract talks and they're letting us know they're not even done yet, but secondarily in that same statement, a two-sentence statement, mind you, They're talking about how they're going to start an offensive coordinator search. Now, the use of those two words is very important because, obviously, they didn't have one this past year. But I think it's an indication, Brady, from ownership that we're going to be hiring someone, and it's going to be a legitimate offensive chief of staff. It's going to be a legitimate candidate who is worthy of that title. And there are other more formal things that come along with that title. You have to have a formal NFL search that qualifies uh, certain parameters. So, they have to satisfy the Rooney rule with this upcoming offensive coordinator search. That means at least one minority candidate who gets an interview from the outside of the organization. I just think this is ownership looking at what Bill Belichick tried to do last year, looking at this team moving forward and saying, you have to fix this. And you have to fix this in a legitimate way. I'm not going to tell you who, Bill, to choose as your offensive coordinator, if this is Robert speaking. I'm not going to tell you who you have to hire, but I am telling you, you have to hire someone legit. The biggest word we were just talking about, and the biggest word for me in all of this, is trust. As Belichick gets older, he doesn't seem to have a very big circle, right? He hires his former players, he's hired his kids, and he's hired guys who have worked under him before. Do you think he'll fully trust and fully empower someone with the offense? He should, Brady. He is at the point now where he's spread way too thin at the very late stages, obviously, of his career here. He's into his 70s, and he's doing as much maybe or more than he's ever done. Think about the number of trusted bodies that have departed in the last several years between Ernie Adams and Dante Scarnecchia and Ivan Sears and Josh McDaniels and Brian Flores and the list goes on and on and on and on. And he's adding more to his plate with almost every single departure it feels. So he has to trust Brady. This is, this is non-negotiable in my opinion anymore. There's only so much he can do. And he, you know, had a trusted option this past year. And where did that get him? There's nobody he trusts more than Matt Patricia. Joe Judge is probably a close second, and it was a disaster for the entirety of the season. I'm sure he was waiting all year for them to put up a 50-burger on somebody and let us all know in the media, hey, how do you like my offense now? And it just never happened. And so now, of course, will he be more enticed by someone that he knows, maybe somebody like Bill O'Brien that he would still have a lot of respect for that's just coming from his good buddy Nick Saban's program down at Alabama? Yes. But whoever gets that job, he's going to have to give the reins to because he tried to have a heavy input this last year with a lot of people that he trusted, and it didn't go well. It's got to be more about an ability and an expertise to execute than it does trust. Trust is great, 
but it should not be the number one qualifier when it comes to this hire. Phil Perry, Pat's insider, NBC Sports Boston, has been with us every Friday at this time, all season long, with us for the last time here today on WDEV AM and FM. I made this declaration on the air yesterday. I'm not really interested in reading or talking about any pieces all offseason discussing Mac Jones's future with the organization. Because of the way I see it, I don't think the team can really move on from him. All the guys who are slight upgrades are going to be way too expensive and therefore not worth it. So I don't want to talk about Derek Carr or Jimmy G or Geno Smith or anybody like that. The only conversation I'll even engage in speculatively is do you, could you foresee any scenario where the Pats reset the quarterbacks, uh, the re, reset the quarterback clock, and draft another quarterback at fourteen and trade Mac. That's the only conversation I'm willing to have. Listen, Brady, with this team, I'll never say the word impossible, but I would find that scenario to be highly unlikely. Okay. Now, me too. Would Bill Belichick look at how he handled last season and what kind of leader he was last year in Bill Belichick's eyes, and say to himself? Well, this guy just doesn't have it as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, it was a crap situation, and yeah, we all understood it by the end of the year, but did he still have to handle it the way he did with some of the -the on-the-field stuff? It really lasted for about three weeks, and you'll notice the last three weeks of the season, it was gone. I think it's safe to assume he he got a, a, a talking to, and I don't think it was from Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. I think it was from... You know, somebody in that locker room uh, that would have to carry a lot more weight with Mac Jones. So I don't think they're going to make that move. And maybe that gets back to that offensive coordinator conversation, Brady. You know, on top of whatever expertise you are looking for and you are requiring from whoever ends up taking that job, you do, I would imagine, you do want someone who's going to be able to maximize the skill set that this quarterback does have. And it doesn't mean that he's the only quarterback that this guy can work with or the only type of quarterback that this guy can work with. It doesn't have to be somebody who's exclusively interested in pocket passers, but it should be someone who knows how to help Mac Jones succeed. That should be near the top of the list in terms of what you're looking for from whoever's running the offense next year. It's another reason why I think Bill O'Brien is the obvious choice here because he has that experience not only in the Patriot system that Mac Jones ran as a rookie and had some success with, but he also just ran the Alabama system for two years that Mac Jones helped him learn, and he would be able to import some things. Things that he actually, Brady, was using well before he got to Alabama, the RPO game that he used extensively with Deshaun Watson in Houston. That's something that Mac Jones had success with in college. Mac Jones should be able to have success with at the NFL level. That's something that Bill O'Brien could bring to the table here, too. He's the clear number one option for me. You know, this is a, just a, this is an off-season fodder question, but I had some fun with this yesterday. Forget the Patriots for a second and what they do or don't want. Do you think that Mac has a market to other teams? Like, do you think that anyone picks up the phone and calls the Patriots to inquire about Mac this off-season? The Raiders should, and I think they might. I don't know that. I haven't been told that, but... Given the relationship that Josh McDaniels has with Mac Jones, given Mac Jones' ability to run the offense that Josh McDaniels is running in Vegas, and given that they have a gaping hole now at that quarterback position now that they've moved on from Derek Carr, I would say that that would make some sense for the Raiders to at least call and say, hey, Bill, I I know you might laugh us off the phone here, uh, but it didn't look like it was the smoothest year with Mac, and we really like Mac here. 
is there anything we could do within reason to make sure that he ends up in Vegas with us? How can we make that worth your while? That, that should be a conversation that I'm making or a, conver- or a call that I'm making if I'm Josh McDaniel. You know, why not? You know, and I would get the argument that, well, Mac Jones isn't a real upgrade from Derek Carr, and so would you really be looking for that? And maybe there is some merit to that discussion. But that would be the one team that I would look at and say, they should make a play. They don't have a guy right now. They might not get a guy all that easily. And Mac Jones, at least, is a guy that you know can run that offense that has experience with Josh McDaniels, would have a bevy of weapons available to him and might be somebody who is a little bit more effective, honestly, than Derek Carr was. Derek Carr could not take care of the football this year in that Josh McDaniels offense. We know Mac Jones had issues with taking care of the football this year, but he still ended up near the top of the league in terms of turnover-worthy play percentage, according to Pro Football Focus. And last year, he was pretty good in terms of not turning over the football. So that would make uh, that would be a marriage, Brady, that makes Phil Perry, Pat's insider, NBC Sports Boston. Uh, Your colleague, Tom Curran, was on WEEI yesterday and kind of implicated that he thinks or at least wonders that some of the Mac Jones slander might be coming from the Joe Judge and Matt Patricia camps in order to kind of make themselves look better. Do Do you buy this theory? Uh, that wouldn't stun me, and far be it from me to, to, uh, question anything that my good friend Tommy Kern would say. I mean, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> we know Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, um, are, are well connected. Uh, you know, they just spent time as head coaches. Like those guys have contacts in the media universe. And Max Jones was making them look bad, quite frankly. Not that he needed any help, but he, that's essentially what he was doing. And for, either of those guys to then feel like they needed to fire back to me would smack as immature. And the word that Tom likes to use is Machiavellian. And, you know, there could be something to that as well. But I think it's safe to say, Brady, that it, it, it wasn't as though the X's and the O's and the execution of the game plan from week to week was the only thing that was dysfunctional in New England this year. This was a football season unlike any other in Bill Belichick's tenure here in New England, and it extended onto the field, obviously. But there was there was some rockiness, I think it's safe to say, behind the scenes as well. Phil, some good news for the Patriots today. Marcus Jones named an all-pro at punt return, and we'll talk about that on the other side of the 6 o'clock hour. As for the offseason for you, I know that uh, we're going to have the next Pats podcast, which you will fire up again. I think you've already got an episode out, so getting ready for the draft and things like that. And uh, We're going to see you on our television set still. I know talking Celtics a bunch, too, uh, as part of some studio shows, but do you get any time off in this offseason at least? <laughs> uh, not yet. Not just yet. We, mostly, uh, you'll you'll be uh, um, hopefully understanding Brady if you can't get in touch with me in the month of July. Yeah. The month of July is where I sort of unplug and recharge. But no, we'll still be going strong through all these coaching changes. We will be at the Super Bowl in Phoenix in a couple of weeks. Tom Curran, myself, uh, we'll have a team there. We'll be doing television hits from there, but also hopefully getting all kinds of great interviews from people around the NFL out there that week. So uh, it's still pretty intense here for a while. Super Bowl, then it's combined, then it's free agency, then it's draft. It really doesn't start. The NFL, I will give them this, Brady, they are geniuses when it comes to finding out how to dominate a news cycle. They have 
figured that thing out. Well, I vow to not call you until at least free agency about two months from now, and I'll try to hold off another month and a half after that until the draft. You uh, you deserve at least a break from me, Phil. We appreciate it. Uh, all, we, all year long, uh, you came on, made time for us, and it wasn't always easy given travel schedules and player availabilities, availabilities, but you always made it work, and we appreciate it. You did a lot for our show this season yet again, and uh, we look forward to catching up at some point in the offseason. Hey, Brady, I appreciate you, man. You do a phenomenal job. I'm always happy to talk with you. Thank you for your patience with me. And call me anytime, except for, again, you know, call me in July. I just may not pick up. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the one thing I want to get out there. Noted. Phil, have a, uh, have a great rest of your Friday, a good weekend. We'll talk to you again down the road. All right, buddy.